Okay, so we're starting this series today called Home. And man, I just didn't want uh, the, the, the worship part of the service with the band playing music. Uh, I didn't want that to end, right? I just wanted to keep on going, and I mean what I said on purpose. That's, that's the part of worship today that used music, right? And we also worshiped with our giving. That was another vehicle for our worship. And even right now, as we hear the word, this also is, is, is a form of worship as we hear the word and receive it. So that's why we call church a worship service. It's not just a service that includes worship giving announcements and a message it's literally all worship we just use a few vehicles a few different vehicles right to carry that worship and the vehicle of the music this morning was so sweet and it, and it was awesome and it was anointed and hey thank you worship team for just listening to the lord and leading us into those moments um, I didn't want it to end, uh, and I heard the Lord say, don't get in a hurry, but I also heard the Lord say, there's at least part of this that I really, really need to share today, uh, and it's not everything I have. Uh, I, he kind of already highlighted the part that he really wants me to share today, and um, we're going to jump into the rest next Sunday, but this series is called Home, right? And, and you know, home means a lot of different things to a lot of people. There's a house up there on the graphic. We think of our houses. Uh, some of us have apartments. We think of an apartment. We think of our childhood home. We think of all kinds of different things. But home itself, just like music, is not worship. It's a vehicle that carries worship. A house is something that sometimes contains our home. An apartment is something that sometimes contains our home. Right? You, you, we've heard of people living in all kinds of different places. Home is where you are home is wherever you live home is and home is what you make of it your home is what you make of it but as a believer you have an opportunity to have a home whatever the building looks like whatever the structure looks like as a believer you have an opportunity to make your home look a whole lot more like a place called the kingdom of god than any other place on earth right that's why our home isn't just limited to brick and mortar and structure as a believer we live in a kingdom that is built off of three foundational blocks righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost if let's say that together you ready righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost let's say it again righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost those are the foundations of the kingdom of god and your home whether you think it is or not and whether your home is experiencing this truth or not your home is filled with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. You know, I hear people say this sometimes, oh, our house is just so peaceful, people love coming to it. Or, or we say that about people's houses, their house is so peaceful, that's why I love it. Maybe there is an element of different people's houses we experience when we go there, but let me tell you, yours is no different. Yours can also experience and be filled from top to bottom, left to right, with the exact same things, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. There's not somebody out there that has any more of that than you do. There might be people that are 
experiencing it and walking in it a little more than us, right? It gives us uh, some encouragement to look at them and say, oh, I can keep going. I can keep moving forward in this. We have to grow in it, right? Here's the part I really want to share today. It's, it's a, just a metaphor that I've been thinking about this week when it comes to our homes. But I want you to get a picture of a garden, okay? Have the picture of a garden in your mind as I, I, I read a little bit of this scripture here. You ready? Galatians 5, 22 and 23. I bet most of you know it by heart. It says, it says but the fruit of the Spirit, that's talking about the Holy Spirit. And where does the Holy Spirit live? You can say it out loud. Where does the Holy Spirit live? In us. Say, the Holy Spirit lives in me. You ready? The Holy Spirit lives in me. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control. Against such there is no law. The fruit of that Spirit. So think about the garden. Let me ask you a question. If you're holding some apple seeds in your hand, do you look at those seeds and say, please give me apples to get apples? You do not. Do you hold the seeds up to heaven and say, Lord, I have apple seeds. Please give me apples. Really, you don't. You might pray for the harvest, right? You might declare God's promises over your harvest. But when you have a seed, you put it in good ground, you nurture it, and if you plant apple seeds, I promise you, with full confidence, you are not going to get a harvest of peaches if you plant apple seeds. You're going to get apples if you plant apple seeds. Do you know, I don't even have to ask a farmer what they planted once the produce starts to come up under, from above the ground. I can look and I can say, oh, look at this, you planted apples. How, do you, how can you tell? I see the apple trees. Wow, that's awesome, right? We don't ask the seeds to give us apples if they're apple seeds. We don't ask God to give us apples if we have seeds. We put them in the ground. We watch them grow. Okay, keep that garden in your mind. When God created Adam and Eve, how many of you guys are doing the read to the Bible with me? Let's see the hands. Come on. All right, that's really good. If you got off track a little bit this week, my suggestion is just jump back in tomorrow with tomorrow's reading. And then as you have time, go back and catch up on some of the days you missed. And, you know, just keep moving forward with it. Sometimes when you try to catch up on three or four days, it seems a little overwhelming. Read tomorrow's and then catch up as you can, right? And if you want to jump on or read through the Bible this week, you weren't here last week, there's some handouts by the front door. Grab it. It's a chart for what you'll read every day. So this week you read about creation. You read about creation this past week. And when God created Adam, what did he do? He, he used dirt. And he, he shaped the form of a man out of the dirt. So when somebody tells you you're as plain as dirt, be like, thank you. That was really good dirt. And not only is it good dirt, man, my dirt contains the very breath of God. Because without that breath, it was just dirt. It was just dirt until God breathed his spirit into Adam. And all of a sudden, the dirt became alive. So we're not just made of dirt. We're made of really good dirt, and we're filled with the Holy Spirit. So we have a couple elements of a garden here. I'm the dirt. You're the dirt. I'm sorry if that offends you. If you're like, don't call me dirt. It's okay. It's good dirt. 
That's the first element. Second element, we have fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, meekness, gentleness, self-control. The element that we haven't called out yet is the seed. The Holy Spirit is the seed that is planted within you upon salvation. Jesus walked the earth in the flesh with disciples, with more followers. He kept losing followers, right, uh, until he was down to 12, and one of those had ill intentions. The best preacher of all time could not get more than 12 church members, and one was not even a little bit faithful. He was stealing from him. I mean, like, that's, that's encouraging when you, when you think, like, you know, like for pastors that think, man, things aren't going great. The best, it's not because you're not a good preacher. The best preacher out there ever uh, did not do a great job of retaining people around him. My favorite part is when Jesus says, if you want to partake in my life, you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And there was a multitude of people that followed him. And a multitude thought he was talking about cannibalism. They thought he was talking about actually eating flesh and drinking blood. And they all left. And the disciples said, hey, Jesus, if you would just explain to them that you're not talking about cannibalism, they'd probably all come back. And he's like, nah, it's okay. We'll just let them go. You guys are enough. Is that, I mean, like, I would be the first to be like, hey, y'all, I'm not really talking about cannibalism, right? But Jesus just said, all right, it's fine. If they go, they go. Are you going to leave too? That's kind of, I mean, they said, where are we going to go if we leave? That's the way I felt this morning. Like, man, I'm sure we all got things to do, but we were in a moment of worship, and all I could keep thinking is, where else am I going to go that's better than right here? So the Holy Spirit, Jesus is walking with the disciples, and of course, he, he he dies, he resurrects, and he tells them, he goes, I got to go. I'm not going to be here with you anymore. And they said, no, 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 please stay with us. And he said, believe me, it's going to be better for you if I'm not here in the flesh. Because if I go, I'm going to send a comforter. And not only is he going to walk with you, he'll live inside of you. Jesus was close to them when he walked in the flesh, as close as we can be to each other. But when he ascended to heaven, and then a few days later when the Holy Spirit descended upon the disciples like a tongue of fire and dwelled on the inside of them, and now the inheritance of every believer is that when I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is Lord, it's not just some magic thing that happens. That same Holy Spirit dwells and lives on the inside of me. And just like a good seed in some good dirt, there is produce that comes from the Holy Spirit being planted on the inside of me. The fruit of that seed, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the incorruptible, uncorruptible seed, the Word says. The uncorruptible seed of the Word of God produces love. That's good. That's a good thing. Joy. That's a real good thing. They're all really good things. Peace. Patience. Kindness, gentleness, goodness, faith, self-control. Against these nine things, there is no law. I held up four, but I, this hand is holding a microphone. I could do four with this one in five. Nine things, there's no law. Your home, your home, whatever it's looked like before now, Whatever the atmosphere of your home is like, 
once you know this and get a revelation, from you can spring the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, self-control, meekness. And let me tell you why that's a good thing. This is about where I'm stopping. Y'all don't believe me, but I really am. If you're a parent in here, you will have a greater revelation of this than anybody else in here. If you're a parent of teenagers, you will have an even greater revelation of this than anybody else. I'm looking at Devon and Laney because if you're the parents of a teenage boy, you will have an even greater revelation of this than anybody else. But when your children, or if you don't have children, your family, those around you are hungry, just let me tell you, whether you supply a meal or not, they're going to find food. Is that true? I can tell you what happened last night. Lisa and I were out kind of late. Uh, there was a, 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 was a dance, a, a school dance, and, and there was things to take care of, and Judah was at home alone, and Lisa says, what do you want? I'm going to Chick-fil-A. He doesn't just want a meal. He says, I want two meals. He wants two meals. He goes, yeah, I'll, just eat a, I'll eat a chicken sandwich instead of fries, right? Well, Lisa obliges. Well, you know, you get home a little bit later than dinner time. He looked at it. Guess what I found in the refrigerator this morning? Almost one and a half full Chick-fil-A meals. So this is what happened. I promise you, they wouldn't have been there had he not already found a bunch of stuff to eat, most likely before we got home. He'd probably already had two or three dinners before Lisa ever walked in with that Chick-fil-A. I don't know what it was, but I can tell you my house is a little more empty this morning. My cupboards are a little more empty. My fridge is a little bit drier because my teenage son for sure found something to eat. And that Chick-fil-A, we left him at home this morning when we came here. My mom picks him up a little bit later than we leave. So I can promise you, when I get home, even though it was early in breakfast time, there won't be any more Chick-fil-A leftovers in my fridge, and there won't be anything else. Boys eat, people eat, humans eat. They're going to find food. They're going to find food, right? You can control you. You can control the fruit the Holy Spirit is producing in your life and nobody else's. We can encourage each other. We can train our children up in the right way. But even then, as they get older and older, there's less and less control. And as a good parent, we don't want to have full control. The whole goal is that we train them up so that they can go be the bosses of their own lives and live good, productive lives. Right? Seeking the Lord in, his, in, in Him. But if they're not finding good fruit from you, they're going to go find it wherever they can find it. If they can't look to you and find the fruit of joy, they're going to go try to find something else that gives them joy. And if they find it in the world, it's not going to be an everlasting joy. It's going to be something that fills a hole, a void where they need joy. And if they're not finding peace from you, they're going to go try to find peace somewhere else. Some of them will uh, grow up and say, I just got to get out of this town. I can't find any good things in this town. And, and if you're married, spouses will begin to grow distant if they're not finding good fruit from you. Relationships. This isn't just for married couples and families. Relationships you have. If people aren't coming to you and finding good fruit, they got to eat. 
They got to eat. They're going to find it somewhere else. But here's the secret. You, as a believer, have the real thing. You got the good stuff. You don't got the processed stuff that you can't pronounce. You got that 100% good kind of organic, homegrown, grass-fed stuff that's like from the best part of the animal and the best fruit and the first fruits the harvest with you is plenteous you are not lacking in seeds you're not lacking in ground some of us just need to nurture that seed within us i'm going to talk about how to do that a whole lot because as we do the produce the produce the fruit of the spirit that will come out of you and your life and the garden that will fill your home looks like these nine things love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faith self-control and when your loved one your child your spouse your friend has gone through the week and, and they've, bad things have happened all around them and, and, and they're dealing with depression, they're facing anxiety and they just need some joy. You're just going to send a text or maybe they'll run into you. Maybe you live in the same home. Maybe I'm talking about your kid or your spouse. They're going to come to you and instead of adding to the anxiety, instead of adding to what this world is giving them, there's produce in your life. There's fruit coming out of your life and they're going to find that joy that they have been lacking, experiencing. They're going to find it in you. Your kids are going to find food. Your spouse is going to find food. Your friends are going to find it somewhere. But you got the best on the inside of you. It's not wormy apples we're talking about here. We're talking about perfect, the best kind. When I was homeschooled, we, we made homeschool food. You ever heard about homeschool food? How many homeschool people do we have in here? Raise your hand if you were homeschooled. Y'all know what homeschool food is. Homeschool food is when your parents don't want to cook, you just find stuff. And when it gets boring, you pile it all up on top of each other, and you create cheesy rancheroni pizza. You get tired of frozen pizzas, so you put a frozen pizza on a pan, and you think, maybe I'll put some turkey and lunch meat on this. And you chop it up, and you put it on there. And then you're like, maybe I'll put some jalapenos on top of that. Maybe I'll cover it in ranch dressing and then cover that in another layer of cheese. And you create cheesy rancheroni pizza. It's homeschool food. You have to get creative. I don't want to feed my kids homeschool food, though. I want, I want, and in the spirit, no matter what the atmosphere at my home is, it's filled with love. It's filled with joy. A garden can be filled with apples. You don't see any, though. If there's apple seeds planted, you got apples coming, right? They're there. This is already, a, this is a harvest that can be immediate. There, this is a harvest that can be immediate. One way this, these seeds grow is what we were doing this morning. Being in the presence of God is like, it's like good water. It's like good air. I mean, it's like giving all this. It's, it's giving all of this on the inside of me a chance to spring up and spring to life. As I get my flesh out of the way and I, I enter into the spirit and I, I, I worship the Lord. Another way is what you're doing right now. Reading the word every morning, reading the word every day. The word is like water for a seed. Here's the thing. You don't ask the seed to give you apples. It's an apple seed. It's going to give you apples. You plant it and you nurture it. So here's the challenge and here's how we're going to end this service. And we'll keep on going with this. 
Stop asking God to give you peace. Stop asking God to give you a home filled with joy. Stop saying, I just wish our house was filled with joy. I wish our house was filled with peace. I wish I had self-control. I wish I could be more patient. Stop wishing and even stop asking God, God, give me more patience. No, you've got the seed on the inside of you. Water the seed. Nurture the seed. Give the seed what it needs to see produce grow from that seed. Your home is a garden. You can control you. And let me tell you, when the fruit of your life are these nine fruits of the Spirit, people are attracted to those nine things. Even those teenagers that play tough are attracted to those nine things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faith, and self-control. They won't go looking for it somewhere else when they're finding all the good fruit right there where you're at. And you know what else? It's going to show them, whether it's your kid, your spouse, or a friend, it's going to show them. Because you don't got anything they don't got. If they're believers, we all got the same thing on the inside of us. We're all made of dirt. We're all dirt. <laughs> the good kind. That sounds so bad. We're all dirt. Good dirt, grade A, choice, 100%. I don't, that, that applies to beef, I think. This is dirt, though. We're all good dirt. The Holy Spirit, if you're a believer, is a seed on the inside. And as you water that seed with the word, as you water it by living and, and, and inviting the presence of God into every moment, the fruit that you will see, not just on the inside, even on the outside. And everybody around you is going to eat from that fruit. They won't go looking somewhere else. They're not going to try to fill those voids with fake things in the world. And it's good, good news. It's good news because if you're in here right now and you're saying, I'm a believer, I'm talking about you. If, even if your other confessions for the whole of your life has been, I just don't have peace. I just don't have self-control. I'm just not a patient person. Get that language out. I like what Brittany said a few weeks back when she was preaching. She said, uh, posting those memes and things that say like, where would all my money go? I spent it on everything. She's like, stop. That's not cute. Stop the negative confession. Even if it's just like what you think is a cute little social media post, stop doing it. Stop writing the things that say like, I just need more patience. You know, blah, 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 blah. Whatever it is, whatever those phrases are, you always go to, and stop the negative confessions. Begin to speak the word and who you really are. Who you really are. Because you are patient. You are kind. Why? Because the Holy Spirit on the inside of you produces that kind of fruit. Stop asking God to give it to you and just nurture it. Just water the seed. You won't have to force it. I'm telling you, you won't have to force it. As a parent, I can tell you there have been plenty of times when I in my flesh, I've had to force patience. And Lisa will tell you, I'm not really good at it in my flesh. It's hard to force patience. It's hard to force kindness. It's hard to force love. It's probably impossible to force joy. It's most likely impossible in our flesh to force peace. But you don't have to. Just let it grow. Just let it grow from the inside. You have it. Your house 
The band can come on back up. Your house is a house filled, and the atmosphere of your home is love. The atmosphere of your home is joy. The atmosphere of your home is peace. The atmosphere of your home is kindness. The atmosphere of your home is goodness. The atmosphere of your home is faith. The atmosphere of your home is gentleness. The atmosphere of your home is self-control. That's your house. Begin to declare that. Read Galatians chapter 5 every day if you need to and declare it. Make it personal. Water that seed with the word. Water that seed with time in the presence of God. Not just in the corporate setting, in your car, in your home. Wake up a little bit earlier if you have to, to have some time with the Lord. But that's who you are. And your home, whatever your home looks like, is a garden and that's the produce. Why? Because you are there and where you work is the same way because you are there. Stop declaring things like it's a dark place. I work in a very worldly dark place. No, you don't because you're there. My home is filled with people who are just serving themselves and doing whatever they want. No, it's not because you're there. And maybe that's what it looks like right now, but that's not where it's going to remain. My marriage is, is on the rocks. My marriage isn't, isn't where it needs to be. Maybe in this moment, in the natural, that's the way it feels. But that's not the confession. Because your spouse will be more attracted to love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-control coming out of you than ever. You fall back in love with each other. You can't control them, you can control you. And your good dirt with the breath of God inside of your lungs got the seed of the Holy Spirit on the inside and his fruit that will grow is good and you can't force it right you can't force an apple tree to grow you just plant it and nurture it and it happens you can't force this you don't need to just nurture the seed nurture the seed with the word reading it getting it in there meditating on it nurture the seed with the presence of God worshiping then this is another important part we're going to talk about it more make the choice make the choice next week we're going to talk about this from the book of Joshua choose this day whom you're going to serve but as for me and my house we will serve the Lord do you know why he said me first because the only person in his house he can control is me choose this day who you're going to serve but for me and my house we will serve the Lord. We're not going to serve the anxiety and the fear that we find in the world. Your house is not going to serve the depression that you find in the world. Your house is not going to serve the, uh, the uh, I don't know, blatant denial of, of God like the rest of the world. Your house, you and your house will serve the Lord the fruit of His Spirit in you is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. That's a good home.
That's a good, good home. That's your home. That's your home. That's what you get to go home to right now. Whatever it was like this morning, whatever it was like last night, whatever it was like last year, that's what you get to go home to right now. Choose right now. And then nurture those seeds. Watch them grow. Amen. Let's stand together. We're going to respond with just a few moments of worship. Then I'm going to come back up and get some prayer ministers to come up with me. We'll pray. Then we'll close.